Hi, and welcome to Storytime with Rabbi Yitzhiers. Hi, everyone. I am your host, Rabbi Yitzhiers, together with... Me, Yossi, his sidekick! Yay! To send much-needed donations to JRoot Radio, the address is JRoot Radio, 2829 Nostrand Avenue, Brooklyn, New York, 11229. 2829 Nostrand Avenue, Brooklyn, New York, 11229. Uh, j Radio can be found on Naki Radio, and it also can be found on j And at 712-432-2444. And that also, you can call in at 718-506-9099. And you could uh, also follow the archives by following the menu at the end of the show if you would like to call in to tell us what you learned. So the number is 718-683-5858. Of course, uh, if you would like to text in for information about how to sponsor a program or to advertise, the number to text in is 347-927-8398. Also, if you would like to text in a story suggestion with all its details, the number to text in is 347-927-8398. If you are interested in hiring Rabbi Yitzhak for either live storytelling or storytelling on Zoom, uh, and or if you want to hire Rabbi Yitzhak to do his famous Kayach from the Moyach show, or, or, you know, uh, or you're interested in information on how to learn martial arts lessons or Qigong energy exercises, or if you're interested in art lessons or anything of that nature, you know, uh, for more information, call 718-375-1294. The number again is 718-375-1294. Rabbi Yitzhak's CDs are in most stores, and if you have a CD that is not in the store, you can call the 718 number 375-1294 to ask for uh, the current list to be faxed or uh, emailed. Rabbi Yitzhak's books are also on sale in stores also at your local farmer's store. Okay, hope you don't mind that I did all that. No, it's quite all right. So I guess we could go straight to the story now. Okay, so before we begin our story, I just would like to tell everybody that this week's story is once again sponsored as a Rafu Shalema for Chaim Yosefi Ben Sarah Miriam and for Rafael Avram Yitzhak Ben Gittel Rafu Shalema. Okay, and now I can begin our story. Ha <laughs> ha that's great. So what's your story about? <laughs> that's a good question. Well, I'm going to tell about the birth of Rav Menachem Mendel of Rimenov. Rav Menachem Mendel of Rimenov. That's right. Uh, I heard him. He's a very, very big tzaddik. <coughs> Wasn't his full name like Menachem Mendel Torem of Rimenov? Yes, that's correct. That's good. You, you know your history. Well, I, I, I remember learning about him. One of my rabbeim talked about him. Uh, he was uh, uh, affectionately known as Remendela of Rimenov, or sometimes they call him Remendela de Rimenova, right? <laughs> Not bad. You, you could tell me some more stuff about him? Oh, yeah. I could tell you more about him. 
Oh, yeah? Like what? Uh, because, you know, the Olam should see what kind of great tzaddik Rabbi Nachem Mendel was, and this way they'll appreciate the story of how he came to be. Uh, how he came? What, what, what are you talking about? I am talking about how a brocha was given to his father that he should be able to have the child that would light up the world at that time period, which was known as Amenachem Mendel Tarim Arimanah. That's correct. So, um, uh, you know, this story, by the way, the main gist of the story uh, I got from Menachem, uh, sorry, not from Menachem, <laughs> I was talking about Menachem Mendel, the Rimenov, so I was thinking about, you mean like this is another one of the stories that was sent in uh, by uh, Mendel Z? Yep, 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 yep. It's a story sent in by Mendel Z. But I, I checked out some of the facts and some of the things I was able to verify and some of the things are different. It was very interesting. He gave me a different name altogether for the name of the father of Mandela. But I did some research and I got uh, the real name. Okay, so that's what I did. I did some research and I got the real name. Alrighty. So, um... Uh, should the Eilam know what was so great about this tzaddik? Well, we all know he was a famous Hasidic Rebbe, right? Aha! Boy, was he famous. Oh, yeah. He was like one of the biggest Rebbes around uh, that pushed Hasidus, you know, in those times, right? Uh, yeah, that's right, he did. Uh, didn't he do it along with a couple of friends of his? Well, I mean, uh, I guess there was his friends. Ah, uh, didn't he also like, uh, it was like pushing the, the Hasidic movement in, in in Poland and in Galicia, right? That's right. He had help, though. For the Rabbi But Hashem sent other shluchim, too, right? Oh, you mean like uh, Rabbi Yaakov Yitzchak of Lublin? Rabbi Yaakov Yitzchak of Lublin? Oh, oh, the Chais of Lublin. Yeah, that's right. He also sent him uh, Rabbi Yisrael Hopstein. Ah, the cousin Shemagin. That's right. And also, Rabbi Avroham Yeshua Herschel. Rabbi Avroham Yeshua Herschel. Rabbi Avroham Yeshua Ah, the Apterev. Uh, the Apterev, the Apterev. Right. Yeah, 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 right? That's right. So anyways, so um, this story goes back in some time. Of course it went back in some time. Because after all, Rabbi Menachem Mendel was born in 1745. And if you're going to tell the story of how he was born, this had to start sometime before 1745, right? That's right. You got that correct. Okay, so very interesting. Uh, uh, by the way, <laughs> do you know... And that uh, Rabbi Yitzhak, I'm sorry, you mean Rabbi Menachem Mendel? Yes, yes, Rabbi Menachem Mendel Rimenov, when he was eight years old, no, was it said nine? No, 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 I remember now. It, when he was 11 years old, he met Rabbi Dov Bear of Meserich. Ah, Talmud of the Balshemta. That's right. And, of course, he had a lot of influence on him. And then he studied under Rav Shmelke of Nicholsburg and Rav Yosef Ben Meir Toimim of Berlin. Yep, yep, but his primary mentor, the uh, one that he followed the most, apparently, if I remember correctly, was none other than the famous Sadiq, 
Rabelimelech of Lejengs. Ah, the Nayamele Melech. That's correct. As a matter of fact, if uh, you know your history, then you know that after the famous Sadiq Rabbi Melech was nifter in 1786, Rabbi Menachem Mendel of Rimenov took over the position of being the principal Hasidic Rebbe over Galicia. That means there were other, you know, Rebbe's over there too, but he was like the main one that everybody went to with their uh, Hasidic Shilas or, or even Samasai Shilas, whatever it is. Anyhow, so I got this story to tell you about how it came about that such a great Sadiq was born. Now, you know, as well as I do, that uh, by our actions, we could influence HaKadosh Baruch Hu to give us brochas. Aha! We could influence HaKadosh Baruch Hu to give us brachas. Oh, I like that. Now, let's see. What kind of brachas do I need? Yes, yes, you'll think about that later. Right now, I gotta get to the story. <laughs> Great idea. Great idea. I like that thought. I like your way of thinking, Rabbi Herbs. So, uh, where does the story begin? Well, obviously, it had to begin before 1745. And it had to be in Poland or Galicia in that territory. Well, I believe, I, I can't pronounce the name. I, I got the uh, spelling from it, you know, uh, N-O-W-E-M-I-A-S-T-O, you know, but I don't know how to pronounce it. I don't know. Right, I don't know either. But anyways, he was born in a town. And and it was in that town that I mean that he would be born in, but I mean, Rabbi uh, 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 she's starting to sound mixed up. Uh, all right, you know what? I'm, I'm going to start trying to think about how to pronounce that name. But anyways, it was in a town in Galicia, Poland, whatever. Anyhow, this is what happened. There was this person. Now it doesn't tell me in all my research. It doesn't tell me who the Puritz was at that time. Oh, so you're gonna make up a name. Is it gonna be Poloni Bembaloni or Pastrami Ben Hot Place? Uh, no. Uh, how about Pastrami Ben Corn Beef? No, no, no. I think we'll just make up a name that fits his description. This Pirates was very well to do. And he wasn't really a mean, mean parrot so much. And he was pretty fear compared to some other Perutsim. Okay, but he was, um, you know, we're going to call him Gregory Blubberberry. Blubberberry? Oh, Blubber, like he was on the heavy side? Oh, I guess he was on the heavy side. I mean, if you sat in a wagon and he sat in a wagon... Which way do you think the wagon would tilt? Uh, probably towards him. <laughs> Look at me, I'm pretty skinny. That's right, you are. You are pretty skinny. No question about it. Okay, anyways, so, uh, you know, because I don't know the name of this Pirates, we're going to call him Gregory Blubberberry. Now, the name that I did research and did find out, but I couldn't find out his mother's name. 
Whose mother? Uh, Rabbi Menachem Mendel of Rimenov. I found out that his father's name was Yosef. Uh, Yosef Agodol. He was a big tzaddik. And Rabbi Yosef Turem, uh, the way you pronounce it, the Hasidic way, but uh, if you pronounce it, you know, regular speaking the way you do, it would be Rabbi Yosef Turem. Rabbi Yosef Turem was a very, very choshev a person. Very choshev. Uh, really? Like, uh, uh, what, did he sit and learn all day? Well, actually, if you noticed, I mentioned... Ah, you mentioned Gregory Blubberberry, so you must have mentioned it for a reason. Uh, that's right. I mentioned Grubber Blubberberry for a reason. Because, you see, Greb, Gregory... Uh, Gregory Blubberberry. Right, right. So, Gregory Blubberberry... He was very well-to-do, as most of the landowners over there at that time were. And he was, you know, like a ruling authority in that area. And he owned a lot of inns. And it so happens that Rabbi Yosef Turim owned an inn. But no, he didn't own it. He had to rent it from Gregory Blubberberry. But Rabbi Yosef Turim was a very elegant person. Uh, you know what? Uh, Rabbi Yosef, are you there? Ah, Sholom Aleichem, Yedereine, Kimchech Aran, Wushkaichech Defodu, you want to come and join my inn? Um, actually, um, Yossi just tugged my arm, but Yossi, I'm going to tell you the story. Well, Rabbi Yosef, I, I, I thought you said he's a very hush of a guy. Yes, he is. But shouldn't you make his character a little more chashiv? Uh, you know, instead of like, uh, you know, uh... Ah, sure, you are so right. That is correct. He was a big tzaddik in his own right to a great extent. Um, I was a bal chesed, that's for sure. Um, okay, so we'll give Yosef a, a voice like, Ah, shalom aleichem, how are you, how are you? Everything's all right. Sure, come right in. Uh, how was that, Yossi? That's great. I like that. Okay, so that's the way it's going to be. Okay, Rabbi Herbs, uh, you narrated enough. Can I take over? Uh, yeah, sure. Go right ahead. Don't let me stop you. <laughs> wow, I love it. In a Rabbi Yitzhi Herbs story, things can happen. You can interact with the characters, uh, even if they're a couple hundred years older, or before, or whatever, or after. Whatever. Oh, boy. Okay, go ahead. All righty. So let me tell you what happened. And I'm not going to tell you what happened. You're telling me. Oh, yes. Okay. Uh, Shalom Aleichem, everybody out there that's listening to this story. I just want you to know that my name is Arav Yosef Durham. And I'm a person that likes to sit and learn a lot. But I understand that if I just sit and learn, I won't have panasa. And uh, I won't be able to support my family. So I decided to take a job. Uh, that would I be able to have a home and be able to support my family. So the job I took was to rent a inn from the uh, famous poets Gregory Mlova Berry. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh, that's right. So, um, but now, let me explain it like this. You see, I like to do things properly. And that means... Uh, excuse me, uh, 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 um, Rabbi Yosef, what do you mean properly? I mean... Doesn't everybody like to do properly? Well, yes. Well, there are some people that do things, what they're saying is called a bitzazan yoytza. A what? Oh, I forgot. You don't speak Yiddish. Rabbi Herbs, what happened to that generation? Don't they speak Yiddish? 
Well, um, there are still people that speak Yiddish in my generation, but not as much as it was like in your time. Okay, okay, fine, no problem. So let me continue over here and let me tell you what's going on. You see, so um, some people like to do things just to be yaitza. That means if you need, uh, let's say, a pair of shoes, they'll give you a pair of shoes, and they're not really caring as much that maybe the pair of shoes might wear out instead of six months, it might wear out in two months. You know, it's not made with great quality. Oh, somebody has an inn. Uh, somebody can have an inn like me. But, you know, the only problem is, you see, when I have an inn, I like to serve the best food. I like to keep the rooms very neat and very clean. I like to keep them in good condition. I like to make sure that the windows are good and it's uh, pretty well insulated. Insulated? You had insulation in those days? Well, <laughs> uh, insulation means that it's built well and uh, if necessary, when it's cold, I put schmatters around the window to keep the cold out. You understand what I'm saying? That's the insulation that we use. Oh, so you didn't lose, like, styrofoam and the foam stuff and... Oh, the what? Uh, never mind, this wasn't around your time. Go ahead. Okay, so let me continue. You see, what ended up happening is like this. You see, as far as uh, what I do is I like to cook, my wife likes to cook, and what we do is we make the best food. So if we serve a soup, oh, it is a soup. If we serve a soup that's called chicken soup, rest assured, there is chicken in the soup. Okay. And if we give a canadola, it is a canadola. Ow, oh, is it as big as a basketball? <laughs> What's a basketball? Oh, forgot. It wasn't around in your times. Uh, um, you know, like like this size? I'm afraid, Yossi. Even I know, even though there wasn't any radio in my times, I understand that people can't see things on the radio. Yes, it was pretty big canadola. I did everything very well because I like to help people. You understand? And I like to charge a normal price that people can afford. And I also like to learn Tyra. Wow, that's nice. Well, when do you have time to learn Tyra? Ah, in between customers. And sometimes if I didn't reach my quota of learning because I had a very busy day with customers and uh, putting these people up in rooms, then of course I would go over and I would do... I would uh, do things like uh, stay up late at night and, uh, you know, uh, I would uh, catch up to my learning because it's very important. You know, you have to live a life of Tyra because a, a life without Tyra is, is not much of a life. You understand what I'm saying? Uh, yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's what my Rebbe says that my parents tell me. And Rabbi Herbs always talks about that. Oh, that, you can rest assured on that. Yes, uh, life without Torah is not a life. Okay, so go ahead, continue. Uh, we like what you're talking about. Uh, you know what? Uh, let's see a typical customer come into my place right now. Shalom Aleichem. How are you? How are you? How are you? Baruch Hashem. I'm doing well. Uh, so how about you? Uh, how are you doing, Reb Nochem? Eh, me? Eh, Baruch Hashem. <laughs> yam, yam. <laughs> so, uh, um, uh, I need a room for tonight, uh, because, uh, I, you know, I have to travel a little bit, and, and this is closer to my pathway, you know, so, uh, I want this. In the meantime, I'm a little hungry. Uh, host the you have something to eat? Uh, yes, of course, of course. 
Uh, here's the menu, and we'll take good care of you. Well, you have your special chicken soup, eh? <laughs> I like that. Oh, before I have the chicken soup, I have a gefilte fish. Uh, uh, with a carrot on the back of the gefilte fish, you understand? Uh, uh, yes, yes, you can have harain, no problem. Give you horseradish, no problem. It's okay. Whatever you want. Okay, very good. Okay. Uh, yes, very good. Okay, okay. And so I will uh, be busy at this moment, Rabbi Herbs, if you don't mind. Got to take care of this customer. Yeah, yeah, sure, sure. Go right ahead. Uh, don't let me stop you. Well, he's taking care of the customer. You know something? He didn't ask if he was going to be able to pay. I mean, look at that guy. I mean, this Rav Nachum guy. Uh, are you speaking Lashon Hara? I, no, no. I'm just following the imagination and picturing what this Rav Nachum is looking like. I mean, you know, from the way he sounds and everything. I mean, he doesn't sound like a well-to-do person. Uh, no, he's not. He really isn't. So how is he going to pay? Oh, oh, wait, 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 look, look over there. He's finishing up over there. And, and, uh, there, there he is. Uh, I, I, I just watch what he does. Uh, okay. So, Rav Nachim, uh, uh, do you want to pay for your meals now? Or you want to pay when the whole, uh, room is, uh, finished? Meaning, like, are you going to stay till tomorrow morning and you can go on your business trip? I mean, uh, that, when do you want to pay? Uh, um, I was just wondering if, if you know, like, I'm kind of short on money because I need my money to spend in the marketplace. Uh, could I pay you on the way back? Well, you know something, Nochem, uh, I trust you. Okay, you can pay me on the way back. Ah, uh, thank you so much. You're such a palchesed. Unbelievable, unbelievable. Oh, uh, thank you, thank you. And, of course, occasionally he would get, like, real customers that were really paying customers and would pay him right away. Excuse me, sir. Told to me. Hello. Uh, hello. Uh, 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 excuse me. <coughs> Can I have some service here? Uh, yes. Ah, uh, shalom aleichem. And how are you? I'm fine. Thanks God, Baruch Hashim. Well, listen to me, you know. <laughs> I need a room for tonight. I've been passing through here. Uh, you have a comfortable room. Oh, my rooms are comfortable. What do you think? I give different to you than someone else? You know, I'm a full-paying customer, so I want a nice room. Ah, uh, this is not like other inns. I hate to talk Lashonara, so I'm not going to. This, I don't know what kind of inns you've been to before, but in this room, and this inn, I should say, all the rooms are comfortable, all the rooms are clean. If you'd like to take a tour, I'll give you a tour through all the rooms that are not being used yet. No, no, it's quite all right. Um, 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 can you show me the room? Ah, uh, yes. Uh, follow me. Come this way. Uh, all right, I'm coming this way. Okay, fine, fine, fine. Uh, the steps are... Not too steep. I know. I wanted it to be easy for people when they walk up the steps. So therefore, I had the steps redone and make it, you know, like a little shallow. I mean, you know, like you don't have to pick up your foot so hard. You know what I mean? Yeah, yes. I, I appreciate it. It's very good. All right. Uh, which room uh, shall I take? Uh, well, how about this one? <coughs> take a look. Wow. It is nicely kept. Hell, you sweep up every day, apparently. Oh, I see. Well, well, this is good. I like it. I like it. Uh, well, it, it, you know what? Uh, uh, it, it, it's too sunny. But you have a curtain. 
Uh, yes, but it might come through the curtain. Uh, can I see another room? Oh, uh, yes, you may. Okay, let's go uh, down the hall and let's go to another room. Okay, let's go. How about this room? Well, well, well. This room is also nicely kept. Uh, very interesting. You know, actually, I want to go back to the first room. Uh, why? I mean, you said it was too sunny. <laughs> I was just saying that just to see if it's true what you said before. I didn't want to embarrass you. Uh, so if I made up this story like this, but I really wanted to see if all your rooms really are well kept and all alike. And they are. Well, I told you. I live by a code. It's the Torah code. And I will never chas sholem cheat or swindle anybody. I will give the best of everything, just like a Yid should. Because I live by the way of the Torah. <laughs> Very nice. Okay, um, when are you serving supper? Whenever you come down, we'll serve supper. And if it gets cold, we'll rewarm it up. Uh, you're so kind. I never met somebody like you before. I've been in the other inns and... Uh, 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 no lush and horror? I won't tell you the name, but I've been in some other inns where, you know, like, I, I come in and, and I say, when is supper? And then the innkeeper says, Hey, you want to know when supper is? Let me tell you. You already missed supper. And you know what? If I were you, I would advise you to get up early for breakfast and then eat twice as much, okay? Yeah, I'm sorry. You think it's a 24-hour kitchen over here? Hey, you know, I got a life to live also. Yeah, 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 that's the way some people are. You know what I mean? Uh, yes, I do. But you see, I'm not here to serve myself. I'm here to serve a Kaddish Baruch Hu. And one of the ways to serve a Kaddish Baruch Hu is to serve other people. And the reason is so simple, because the people are creations of our Kaddish Baruch Hu. Wow. Isn't that interesting? And what do you say, Yossi? Wow, he's a big Paul Chesed. So he, he, he lives like this for a while? Yes, he lives like this for quite a while. Now, um, let me just tell you like this. Remind you again that um, his life is a very simple life, even though he's well-to-do. Well-to-do? But he runs an inn. Most of the innkeepers are poor. Ah, yes. Most of them, but he's not. How is that possible? That's because he's very honest, and he gives the best food, and he gives the best covers and linens, and he makes sure everybody is comfortable, and he doesn't jalava. Jalava? What is that, a candy bar or something? No, no, no. Not halava. Jalava. Jalava is a Yiddish word, like, like it doesn't, like, uh, try to, you know, be cheap and, you know, like, ah, not to be cheapskate. If he gives a piece of cake, it's a piece of cake. Uh, yeah, I guess you could say that. Um, yeah, 100%. Okay, and, and, and? Well, um, you know, so he does this every day, and he's very mechashim learning. He does chesed, he likes to help the poor people, and Hashem rewarded him by making him pretty well to do. Now, let's go over and follow Gregory Blueberry. Blueberry? Wasn't his name Blubberberry? Oh, sorry, did I say Blueberry just now? Uh, yes, you did. Oh, I meant to say... Blubberberry. Gregory Blubberberry, the pirates. Okay, um, now how do you picture him to be? Should he be like, ha 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 ha, I'm Gregory Blubberberry. Um, 
Well, you told me before that he's on the heavy side. Could he be like a, a pompous type of guy? You mean something like, oh, oh, my goodness gracious. Oh, that sounds very good. You could use that voice. I don't think you used that in the story in a while. Um, I don't remember offhand, but okay, we'll use it. Okay, so uh, let's go to Gregory Blubberberry. Oh, <laughs> this is great. Um, 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 Oscar. Yes, sir. What is it, sir? Uh, Oscar, do you have everything ready for my big party tonight? Yes, sir. Got everything ready. I ordered the band, and they will be here early to set up. I, uh, I ordered the chefs to cook the food. I ordered from the butcher. I ordered from the bakery. I ordered from the candlestick maker. I ordered from everybody who has to participate something in the party. So your party will be a great party. <laughs> That's great. And most of all, did you order plenty of wine, beer, and schnapps? Of course. What would be a party by Porritz, Gregory, Blubberberry, if you didn't serve beer, wine, and schnapps? Of course. That's there for sure. Oh, that's so great. I can't wait for it to start. Uh-oh. What does this party have to do with um, 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 Yosef Torim? Ah. You see, if you're going to let me tell the story in follow... Uh, but before we were, like, going shackle of a tire, yeah. Yes, yes, we were. But now I'm getting into the story. I think I gave enough background. So, um, just let me tell the story. But if I have a question? Well, if it's a good question, I'll, I'll let you say it. Okay? So, anyways. So, what happened was it's like this. So, this person, Greg and Blah, 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 Yeah, yeah, yeah. You want to say that ten times? Sure. Uh, Gregory Blubberberry, Gregory Yeah, I guess you can't say it so fast. Um, well, okay, so anyway, so Gregor Blubberberry, um, he was making this big party, and he liked to do that every now and then. He was a rich guy. He liked to socialize. Uh, socialize? You, you know, to get together with people, you know what I mean. You see, he didn't like to socialize, but when they socialize, they talk different Torah, they sing beautiful Nagunim, they reach a heartsick feeling, you know. Erlich uh, Yidin uh, don't try to have these parties where they just drink and get drunk, you know what I mean? Not even on Purim? Actually, really? Reality? No, not even on Purim. They just drink a little bit more. That's all they have to do. You could be Yoitza Adloyada by lying down to go to sleep. If a person knows that if he gets drunk, it's going to affect his health, or he's going to do things that are not right, he shouldn't be doing that. Ah, uh, okay, so I won't get drunk. Uh, did I ever get drunk on Purim? Well, don't you remember if you get drunk on Purim? Well, if, if a guy gets drunk on Purim, you think he knows what's happening? Good point. But you see, Baruch Hashem, you're young, and you have not fallen into the trap of drinking. I do drink. I drink orange juice, I drink milk. Yossi, please. Story? Oh, oh, yeah, go ahead, go ahead. Okay, so let me tell you what happened. So, uh, uh, why, why do you have such problem repeating his name? I don't know. Maybe I should pick another name next time. Okay, next time. Okay, so Gregory Blubberberry. Gregory Blubberberry. All right, yeah, say okay. So Gregory Blubberberry. 
He was uh, getting ready for his big party. <sighs> well, this is great. Okay, Oscar. Um, uh, are the people showing up yet? I'm looking out the window. Apparently, they are starting to come. Uh-huh. Oh! There is a <laughs> very interesting person coming over there. Isn't that uh, a Waldorf? Oh, Waldorf, yes. Oh, and here comes Lotchke. Oh, yes, all the people are coming. And sure enough, the people came into the party. They came inside getting a little tipsy. It be like they started to drink some schnapps. Oh yes, not just some, but a lot. And they started drinking. Ah, ha <laughs> ha! Hey, my old friend over there. Hey, Gregory, you got good schnapps over here? You know that I only get the best. All right, you own a lot of property. You own a lot of land. You're very well to do. You know you're one of the wealthiest. Most richest of all the Peruchim that are here. Yeah, 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 yeah. All right, I think you're gonna get some of this mess. Okay, let me try some of this. All right, let me drink. Uh, uh, toast to you. Uh, yes, of course, a toast to you too. <laughs> oh, this stuff is good. Hey, okay, that boy, I sell Give me some. Oh, why don't you try some of my wine? Yeah, that's a good idea. I'll take some wine. Oh, wow, this uh, roast here is very good. And this uh, vegetable salad is really terrific. <laughs> All right, let's go eat and drink. And sure enough, that's what they did at their party. They ate, they drank, and they sang silly songs like, the cow jumped over the moon. The cow jumped over the moon. Uh, uh, I like spaghetti and meatballs. I like spaghetti and meatballs. Uh, I like cholin. Cholin? That's a Jewish food. But doesn't mean I can't like it. <laughs> I also like kishka. When one of my Jewish renters, he uses cholent, and he puts a nice kishk inside. Wow, what a potato kugel. Ah, oh, yeah. Do you ever eat overnight kugel in the, in, the, in the cholent? Do you ever do that? I don't know. I don't do such things. I don't eat cholent. Well, you should try it. My musk is very good with this. Okay, anyways, um... Um, I, 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 um, um, Gregory, how come you're not drinking? Well, I'm the host here. Uh, somebody has to have a straight head. All right, listen, we've all been eating, we've all been partying, music is playing, great music you got here. You got the best musicians in the world. This is good. But now I think you can relax a little bit, and you can drink. Well, I don't know. Go ahead, sir. You may drink. If you over drink, I'll give you some black coffee to uh to break the drunkenness. Okay? Oh, okay. I'll I'll just try this. And they said that this schnapps was very good. <laughs> let me drink it now. 
This is top quality wine. What is it, a hundred year old wine or something? Oh, I don't know. Let me try some. <laughs> and he started to have a combination of schnapps and a combination of not just schnapps, a combination of schnapps and wine. Oh boy, did he eat a cucumber in between? No, just a pickle, a sour pickle. But anyway, so he was drinking away. Yeah. Oh. And it was beginning to affect him. Oh, how dry I am. Nobody knows. I'm drunk from my nose to my itty bitty toes. Hey, do you know something? That uh, um, Gregory is wobbling over there. Ah, oh, Ari. Uh, hey, he'll bounce back up. You know that Gregory's round and, and heavy, you know, he's like a roly-poly. If he falls down, he's just gonna bounce back up. <laughs> uh, you're right, isn't it? Yeah, what's going on? Hey, by the way, Gregory. Yes, what is it? You know, you're pretty well-to-do. Did you know that? Yes, I am. I'm very well-to-do. You know, you're one of the richest uh, landowners over here. You're one of the richest squires in the whole territory. <laughs> yes, I'm aware of that. So what do you want to say? <laughs> oh, pardon me. <laughs> I just need a little wine to uh, stop the, 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 the burping, excuse me. <laughs> now that was good. Okay, what was your question? Uh, well, I was just saying that you're one of the richest uh, squires in the whole territory. I'm beginning to wonder if you're becoming more richer than uh, uh, the King uh, Stanislav August uh, Bunny... Uh... Oh, you mean like Stanislav <laughs> August uh, Bunny Atowski? <laughs> <laughs> well, it could be that I am getting richer than him. <laughs> oh, you know what? It'll serve him right. And maybe soon I'll have a big enough army that I'll be the new king of Poland and Galicia and the Lombardy, wherever the whole territory is called the Austrian Poland Empire. <laughs> you know that? <laughs> And, of course, he was saying silly things while he was drunk. It happened to be that at this party, he had some very interesting guests. One of those interesting guests was a courier that works by the king. If I were you, I'd be very careful what you say. You hear? <laughs> You think that I have to be afraid? This is my house, and I can do what I want. 
and I can say what I want. Don't let, 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 let me tell you something. I'm gonna tell you something. What is it that you want to tell me? <laughs> if I want to say something good about the king, I will. And if I want to say something bad about the king, I will. Why, he's the most heaviest king I ever saw. I think that he could be used for a big ball and roll around. <laughs> That's a good idea. <clears throat> Sir, here's your black coffee, please. <laughs> Why, I'm having a good time, sir. I think it's important you drink your black coffee. But I'm having such a good time, sir, the coffee. I'm having... Here, sir, drink, 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 drink. <sniffs> oh, give me a little more of this. <sniffs> oh, wow, my head hurts. Oh, oh listen to the clock. Oh, it's... Past midnight. Oh, I got a big headache. I don't know about you guys. Okay, I think it's time to end the party. Man, stop playing the music. Okay, good, 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 good. <laughs> okay, everybody, go, go. Uh, have a great time. Uh, uh, I'll make another party sometime. I'm sure you will. Yeah, me too. I don't get it. I gotta tell it's my job. It's my duty to tell the king what happened here. I will. And sure enough, this courier, when he went back to work by the king, Stanislav August, well, how do you pronounce his last name? Uh, I think it's called Stanislav August Poniatowski. Right. Anyways, the king of Poland, Polish, whatever it was at that time, he went over and he was sitting there on his throne when the courier came in. Uh, um, I, I need to report something. I feel it's my duty to do so. I gotta report what happened. What happened with what? Speak up! Tell me what you're talking about. Huh? Tell me. Oh, yes, sir. Um, it, 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 it just happens to be, um, uh, uh, well, uh, um, um, you know the Squire Gregory? Gregory Blueberry. Not Blueberry. Everybody makes that mistake. Blubberberry. Ah, uh, yes. Gregory Blubberberry. What about him? Well, uh, sir, you know that he himself is a pretty heavy-set fella, right? Yes. That is correct. So what does it have to do with me? Well, at the party, he got a little drunk, and he started to say things that were not very good. What do you mean by that? Well, he was saying things like, um, uh, that you're fat, and you're heavy, and you should be used as a big ball to roll around. Really? He said that about me? Yes, and also, sir, he, he said that he's getting richer and richer, and pretty soon he'll be richer than you, and he'll be able to hire an army, and who knows, maybe soon he'll be the ruler of Poland and Galicia and a whole territory here. Really? He said that? 
Wow. Oh, boy. Let me rest upon this. Ah, yes. Ah, let me think about this. At the end of the week, in four days, I'll be meeting with my advisors. I'll bring this up to them and see what they advise that I should do. After all, was he not drunk at the time? Uh, yes, sir, he was drunk. But, you know, if people drink wine and they get drunk, sometimes their real thoughts come out. Uh -huh. I hear what you're saying. His real thoughts come out. <laughs> and that means maybe he really doesn't like me. <sighs> well, I don't want to do anything rational. He does pay a lot of taxes here. So, uh, I'll wait four days to see if my advisors advise me to destroy him and kill him. And that's what I'll do. But if they say I should give him another chance, then that's what I'll do. It's not so easy to get rid of him because if I get rid of him, I lose a lot of tax money. A lot. I, I, I hear what you're saying. Okay, I, I just did my job. Yes, you did. And of course, there was another person in the palace who happens to be friendly with a good old Gregory Blubberberry. Right. So he was friendly with, Grubber, uh, with Gregory Blubberberry. And he comes to him and says, Oh, uh, sir. Uh, anybody around? No? Okay. Listen to me, sir. Um, I just came from the king's palace. I ran here as fast as I could. I took the fastest horse that I could find. I'm telling you, when I say fastest, I'm in the fastest horse. I'm telling you. Listen to me very carefully. You have four days before you're going to go bye-bye. <laughs> really? I'm going on a trip? I don't even know. Where am I going? Uh, 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 you're going to a cemetery. Well, why would I want to go visit a cemetery? No, you're not going to visit the cemetery. You're going to move there. Why would I move in the cemetery and have a beautiful house over here? Uh, no, that's going to be your new residence. And, and you don't need such a big palace and castle and, and mansion like this because uh, you won't need it anymore. Why? Uh, because you're going to be dead. What? What are you talking about? What's going on? Uh, it's very simple. You see, sir, um, it so happens that... Um, you know, at the party, you got drunk. <laughs> Very vaguely, but what about it? Well, you got so drunk that um, you ended up, uh, how should I say, you got so drunk that you started saying things that were not too good about King uh, Stanislav. <laughs> really? Like what? Uh, I don't want to repeat it because then they'll say I said it too. But whatever it is, he's very angry at you. Really? <laughs> he's angry at me? Oh, yeah. He's angry. Oh, yes, indeed. So what does he want to do? Uh, well, he doesn't want to do anything rational, or irrational, I should say, uh, because uh, he knows you pay good taxes. Uh, but on the other hand, you insulted him. So uh, he doesn't want to kill you on the spot, so he's going to wait four days when he meets again with his advisors, and then they'll decide what to do with you. But if I were you, I uh, know those advisors... Uh, they have their eyes on your property, so uh, <laughs> uh, they'll want to confiscate it. So uh, I think it's in the best interest of you. You should leave the country. Oh, you're so right. You're so right. 
I know what I must do. I don't want those advisors to come to get my property. Why should they get it? <laughs> but I need money to run away from here. Oh, can I get quick cash? Oh, you know what I was thinking? It's a great idea. Oh, of course. That Jewish innkeeper. Yes. Yosef Torem is a very honest person. Yes. Very, very trustworthy. Oh, I'll make him a deal that he can't refuse. Yes. And so sure enough, he went to Yosef Torem. And he said the following, I can't explain it to you, but I must leave the country and I must never come back. But I need some money to be able to leave. And I need not just a little bit, I need a lot. So therefore, I want to sell to you all of my properties, everything I own, all my businesses, everything. I want to sell it to you. But I know it uh, would normally cost a lot of money, but for you... I'm willing to sell it for 100,000 zlotis. Okay, you paid, I will sell, and I will transfer over everything to you. I can't explain everything now, but that's the way it is, okay? We'll make it all legal, okay? What do you say? I hear what you're saying. That's very, very interesting, very kind of you to choose me. I, I, I have no idea why you have to leave. Never mind, not important for now, but I just can never come back. And so therefore, I just want to sell it to you, and I need money to go when I have to go. <laughs> no time to explain. So what do you say? Well, I need some time. Uh, could I have a, a day a day or two uh, to try to get the money together? I mean, I, I have money of some sort, but I mean, I don't think I have 100,000. Zlatas on hand right away. I would have to borrow from some of my friends. So what do you say? Oh, right, not more than a day or two, because, you know, I really have to be out of here before four days. I have to be, like, gone across the border uh, within the four days, you know what I mean? So I'll give you a day or two, no problem. Uh, all right, all right, fine, not a problem. Uh, as you wish, okay, fine, 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 fine. Now, where am I going to get this money? And so, sure enough, what he did was, Rabbi Yasef Torum went from door to door, and he borrowed money, and finally he had the hundred thousands lattes. All right, I got this money, and I'm ready to go. Let me put it in a secure bag over here, and let me put it on the gate, and let me go into my little wagon, and let me go, and go straight to the porridge. And he got in his little coach wagon, whatever you want to call it, and he started to travel, and the horses were going... And it went a little faster. And he had a very good wagon, so it didn't go... Had good springs, so it just went... And finally, he's getting closer and closer. And he stops. Oh, my goodness, I gotta stop here. I almost forgot to dive in Mincha. Oi, no time to try to find a minion. Oi, it's gonna get a little darker soon. Oh, I better dive in Mincha. And he goes off to the side. And he starts to dive in Mincha. But as he finishes Mincha, and is in the middle of saying Aleinu, he thought he heard a groan. Oi, what are we going to do? Oi, 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 oi. I'm so sorry, Kindler. I have no money for supper. Uh, what, 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 what am I hearing over here? Oh, wow, I didn't even notice. Look behind those trees over there. There's a little house over there. A real little house. More like a broken shed. Let me see. Uh, let me go over to the shed over here, this little hut, and let me knock on their door. <laughs> Who is there? Uh, well, it's, uh, my name is, uh, 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 Yosef Durham. Uh, I heard a little uh, groaning here. Maybe I could help you out over here. Is there something wrong? Oh, I don't know what you could do. Uh, well, if you open the door, we'll find out. 
Okay, okay, I'll open the door. Okay, I open the door. Now what can you do for me? Well, I don't know yet until you tell me what the problem is. <laughs> what the problem is? Oh, a few short weeks ago, my husband, it was a young man, he passed away. And look at my kinderloch. Oh, so cute. Oh, I want food. I'm hungry. Me too. I'm hungry. Go, 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 go. I want party. I want party. I see. So everybody is here is hungry. So, and you have no food? Is that why you're groaning? Yes. And I just can't take it anymore because there's nobody to support my family and I have no relatives that live near here and everything. I, I have nowhere to live. No place other than this. And pretty soon, maybe the landlord is going to come by and say because I can't pay rent, he's going to take it away. This is not going to happen if I can help it, Be'ez Hashem. And, and, and the kindler, well, they haven't eaten in the whole day and yesterday also barely anything. And I have nothing for supper. Oh, but you're going to have. And you're going to have enough to take care of your children for a very, very long time. And not only that, you know what's going to be? You're going to be able to have money to put aside to marry off your kindleach when they get older. What? What, what? what are you talking about? What, what are you, a malach or something? No, 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 no. Well, um, it'd be interesting to be a malach, but no, 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 no. I'm not a malach, but I'll tell you what I am. I'm just a typical person who has an inn. Uh, inn? Oh, you're Yosef Torin from the inn. Yes, yes, yes. But you know what? I just happened to be doing a big business deal and I happen to have with me 100,000 slotters. I'm going to give this to you and you are to invest it wisely and you'll be able to pay your rent, be able to have food, clothing for your children and have money to set aside for uh, their hasanas. You're gonna just, just like that? You're gonna give somebody you don't even know? You're just gonna give me 100 thousand zlotis your hard earned money <laughs> listen to me if I got this money and I passed by and I heard your voice that means Hashem wants me to do the mitzvah so please take it don't worry about a thing but I won't be able to pay you back I didn't ask you to pay back I didn't ask you at all to pay back I'm doing this as a mitzvah and may your house no longer have tears may it have joy laughter instead of crying I uh, couldn't talk. Bye-bye. And so he left the money there. And no doubt about it, he had no money to go to the pirates. He had to turn back, and he did what he did best. When he went back home, he told his wife, and they were Baal Choyv now. They owned money to people. And gradually, of course, over the years, he would be able to pay it back because, Baruch Hashem, he still ran that in pretty well. And since the pirates... Uh, Gregory Blubberberry! Right, since Grubber Blubberberry uh, had to be out of that territory before the uh, advisors meet, he sold all his properties for a hundred thousand rubles to another yid. And of course, uh, he ran for his life. And of course, when the king decided to hunt him down, it was too late. He left the country. He managed to make a great escape. When the advisors ordered to have his co property confiscated, it was shown that it was legally sold. So he outsmarted them all. 
And of course, meanwhile, the one who could have benefited the most was Yisetarim. That's right. So upstairs in Shemayim, there's a big kitri going on. The Sutton was going on and saying, Well, <laughs> so everybody thinks that this guy Yosef is a big chadik, huh? Well, I don't think he's a big chadik. I think that he just was moved at the moment. I think he feels bad that he gave away all that money and he could have been even richer. I don't think he did that mitzvah with his full heart. He just had mercy at that moment. He had Rachmanus for that moment. And Eleonov, he said, I don't think so. I think he really did the mitzvah for real. Oh, yeah? So you know what? I'll tell you what. I want to go down and I want to test him. I'll tell you what. I'll be the one to go down and test him, okay? And you just watch what happens. Ah, okay, go ahead. And so Elio Novi came down in disguise as an older man, but a distinguished-looking man, when he came into the base of Medrash, and there was Yosef learning. Sorry. Oh, Shalom Aleichem. How are you? Is there something I can do for you, sir? Well, to tell you the truth, I'm uh, looking for a very elegant person for a very special reason. And, you know, but uh, I have to find the person, then I will tell the special reason. You look like a very hush of a person yourself. Wow, you're sitting here learning. What do you do? And he began to tell that he was an innkeeper and everything. I see. But you have this kind of glowing smile on your face. Even though you're not smiling, but your face is like smiling. You're very happy about something. What are you happy about? Uh, well, uh, I don't know. But you know, you, you look like a Hoshima guy. I guess I could tell you. And so he told over the whole story of how he could have been a very, very rich, uh, rich man. A very rich man or rich man? Rich man, rich man. Okay, I slip with the tongue. Okay, you got me. Okay, I got you twice. No, no once. Okay, anyway, so what happened was is he told over the story and he told how he gave up the chance to be a multi, 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 I guess you would call a millionaire, uh, but he gave it up to save this uh, poor um, widow and her kinderlach and the assignment. He did this chesed, gave the money for that instead. And so he said, the old man, that is, who, of course... Uh, yeah, yeah, yes, he didn't, uh, yes, he didn't know he was Elianovi. That's right, he didn't know he was Elianovi. So what he did was he said to him, Ah, I see. Maybe you're the person. A person can do such a mitzvah like that. You're the one I should give all my money to, you see. I don't have any relatives. And so, you know, I got to use my money for good things. I want it to be used for good things. But I need some more schusim. Hey, you can never have enough. So I'll tell you what, I'll pick you to give all my riches to. I'll sign over everything to you, but I have one condition. Oh, really? And what is that condition, if I may ask? That condition is, you sign over to me all the schusim, all of the schah that you got for that mitzvah. Oh, no, 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 no. Oh, no, 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 no. You see, all of the, uh, the, the, the money in the world is not worth it to me. No, 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 no. 
if Hashem put me in the position that I should be able to do this mitzvah, then it was meant for me to do the mitzvah, and uh, whatever schar Hashem is giving me, that I will have in Olam Haba, I accept it, and that's that. And there's nothing, nothing you can convince. You don't understand. I'm a very, very wealthy man. I own a lot of property. I own a lot of money, a lot of jewelry, a lot of everything. I can make you so well to do. Don't you want that for the rest of your life? Uh, actually, no. I like to learn Torah very much. So I'm sorry, I'm not going to do it. And so no matter how much Eleonavi in disguise tried to convince him, it didn't work. And so finally Eleonavi said, All right, you passed the test. Test? What kind of test? I don't know who's taking a test. Ah, you are now Zoiche for the revelation to know that you are speaking to Elio Hanovi. What? That's right. You are speaking to Elio Hanovi, and I want you to know that I will give you a choice of three things. One, to be very rich. Two, to live very long. Or three, to have a child. I understand you have no children. Yes, yes. That is the only thing that Hashem never blessed me with. But I keep telling my wife, we have to have Bamuna and Betochen, that Hashem knows what's best for us. And, uh, you know, if He's holding back children from us, He must have a reason. So, which one of the three would you like as a reward for really doing this mitzvah with all your heart and soul? Um, sure, if I speak to my wife, um, she'll make the decision for me. Wow, that's a very good thing that you make decisions together with your wife. Okay, I'm waiting. And sure enough, he came back. And my, 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 my wife said, we want to have a child. A child. Excellent. The child that will be born to you will light up the world on the balance of your schusim that you built up from that mitzvah that you did by helping the widow and the yesoimim. And so... Sure enough, he accepted the reward of only to be blessed with a child that would light up the world. And that child was Rabbi Nachem Mendel ben Rabbi Yosef Torem, who would eventually be known as Rabbi Mendel of Rimenov. And there are a lot of stories about him, but <laughs> ran out of time. Wow, we're out of time. I can't believe it. Okay, uh, I guess it's time to say goodbye. Uh, goodbye, everybody. Have a wonderful Shabbos. Have a great weekend. Goodbye.